catch up with Kevin Ives of Plainsman Parking Lot, AUPPL on Twitter, uh, for our Monday conversation with Kevin. Kevin, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are y'all? Doing well. And lots to talk about with this Auburn baseball team as they were able to uh, win two out of three in College Station. What were your initial reactions to what was pretty crazy series as far as you had uh, a couple of, of late-inning games there on Friday and Saturday and then had a very high-scoring game on Sunday? Yeah, two uh, extra-inning games, Friday and Saturday. It was just a weird series overall. Auburn was down on Friday to their, honestly, their last strike. Uh, Brooks Carlton had a 3-2 count. Tigers had two on. Uh, managed to, to lace uh, um, a two-RBI a double, I think, double or single. Um, and Auburn tied the game, uh, top of the ninth, held on. Uh, ended up winning in 10. Had a 4 nothing lead, a 4-0 lead on Saturday, um, and couldn't really get anything more after that. And that game ended up going in an extra innings with Texas A&M, um, walking Auburn off. And then Saturday was just bizarre because uh, – uh, Sunday was just bizarre, I'm sorry, because both teams really just traded punches for a while. And A&M got out big, uh, you know, would get up three runs, and Auburn would respond um, with three runs. And eventually Auburn was able to put enough distance between themselves and Texas A&M and take the series. And I think that's probably the biggest thing about this weekend, besides it just being bizarre. There was a um, – we had Mason Land that was ruled out because his bat was deemed illegal. Uh, but I'll get back, back to that in a minute. But um, the fact that throughout the series, Oliver just kept battling. And, you know, even though they on Saturday they weren't able to kind of add more runs, like they were still um, trying and they were still, you know, chipping away. And on Sunday it could have really all gone south and it could have like, they could have kind of collapsed in on themselves, had kind of a repeat of last Saturday against uh, Ole Miss where they really could not get over the hump after being down early. But credit to Auburn, they really had a lot of, a lot of production at the bottom of the lineup really helped as well. Uh, but Auburn battled throughout the entire series at on the mound at the plate and getting the series is really i mean key and crucial um just when you look at the league overall right now so yeah a huge win and and couple that with the midweek win against a very good south alabama team in montgomery um on tuesday so it's been it was a pretty solid week for auburn baseball uh kevin kind of looking at this team one thing i was talking about is uh and you kind of mentioned it, trading punches. It feels like this has kind of been one of those things that this team has been doing quite a bit, um, especially looking back towards about the Middle Tennessee series. Uh, it feels like this team has the offense to, to do a lot of really, really good things, but it seems like the pitching is not there just yet. Right, is that what you're seeing? Or, or, I mean, kind of what is the deal with the, the, the fact that they seem to give up a lot of runs while also scoring a lot of runs? I think there's still a lot that Auburn's still trying to figure out on the mound. And I don't think it's an issue of not having the pitch. I think the pitching is there. I think they're really having to shuffle a lot of guys and really probably extend a lot of guys they wouldn't have had thought about extending based on the types of games they've been in when they've been in these close games. That's why you're having Burkhalter basically pitch three out of the four games this week, this, this past week, um, really relying on him. Um, but you've also had guys that have been out for injury. Like, we did not see Jordan Armstrong at all this weekend. Uh, not that I remember. Um, he may have pitched Friday. I missed a lot of the Friday game, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, we didn't see Justin Gonzalez, to my knowledge, either. Um, so you've got a lot of guys that are kind of having to um, go into these extended roles. 
And you've got guys that are still coming back from injury. Like we had Chase Isbell, um, who pitched for the first time this season this past week. Um, and so I think you're, I think the, the pitching staff is still trying to figure itself out just a little bit. Um, but I have a lot of faith in it and that it'll get fixed out, it'll get fixed, um, and kind of figure out. I think the, on, on Sunday, I think that, uh, Tommy Sheehan's outing was, not indicative of his performance. I think I, I'd hate to really complain about umpires and stuff, but I think that the calls that he was not getting um, made him kind of have to rely on some other things, and it just wasn't as effective. And so he had to get uh, kind of pulled out a little bit early. But I think it'll it'll all kind of shake out. Um, and another issue is has really been just been the schedule, and that's really affecting the the pitching. Not necessarily the amount of games, but just because, but just the frequency of the games and how they the like look at the sec you know we started off as a thursday friday saturday series when it this past weekend was was friday saturday sunday and then this weekend is going to be thursday friday saturday and so you're you're having a hard time trying to find some consistency with when you're going to be able to play guys give guys rest um but all that is really uh, will really kind of shake itself out and everything should be okay there and talking about this pitching staff, I know they've had some games here uh, where they've been giving up a lot of runs and had some high-scoring games. They still kind of rank in the middle of the SEC, those in terms of ERA, so they're not floating towards the bottom just yet. But a, a bright spot, no pun intended, has been Trace Bright uh, with a, an ERA in the low twos, his six starts. He's averaging nearly six innings a start. So talk about how good and important trace has been considering that the rest of the rotation has kind of been a mixed bag and, and knowing that they've had to bridge the gap to the bullpen in various ways. He's really been a stalwart and has been reliable. And that's kind of what you kind of, you need for guys on the weekend. You need guys that are going to be reliable and guys that are going to kind of it give you, give you innings um, and not have to rely on the bullpen as much. I think having trace be as consistent as he has been and consistently good, um, and, and if we see how that'll continue throughout the throughout the season, it's going to enable Auburn to stay in games. I mean, you look at that Saturday game with uh, Texas A&M and their pitcher uh, Micah Dallas, who was a, um, a graduate transfer from Texas Tech, and the fact that he was able after a rough start to kind of settle in, go all the way to the eighth inning allow A&M to kind of chip chip away and come back in that game, that's stuff that you need, and that's stuff that you can kind of expect from Trace. If Auburn maybe struggles or the offense hasn't, is not clicking out and needs to go, if he can give you those innings um, and still keep his pitch count low, it's going to really help. It's going to help set up other games throughout the weekend. It's going to keep you in games. But his development has been uh, really good to see, just kind of where he has come from and like how he's kind of developed within the program. Um, and he just doesn't seem phased. I mean, he doesn't um, – we don't want to use the, the bright pun again, but he just keeps shining, and that's kind of the best thing you can say about him. This team at 17-7 and overall, 3-3 three and three in the SEC, which is technically good for time for second in the SEC West. Uh, given this start, kind of halfway through the season, just a couple series uh, into SEC play, where is this Auburn team tracking compared to your preseason expectations? I think they're they're tracking about the same. I mean, preseason, I, you know, I was expecting Auburn to, uh, you know, make a regional um, and, you know, kind of compete, kind of right the ship from last season, stay in a lot of these close games. 
the games that they kind of like had lost last year, um, not low leads in the in the in the late innings. You've seen an emphasis on that too with the pitching staff. Um, but yeah, kind of still on the same path, kind of what to expect. After the LSU weekend, it may actually be um, accelerated a bit. It may actually be kind of above schedule because this weekend at LSU, if you're able to go down to Baton Rouge and take that series, then you're going to have a winning record in the league. You'll have a third of the league schedule already done. You'll have two road series that you've already taken, so have more home series coming up. Um, and the rest of the league will just start to eat itself. And you can kind of relax just a little bit. Um, because really, to me, if Auburn ends up at the end of the season 500 in the league, they have a good chance of hosting a regional. I think just based on RPI, based on the league in general, who they're going to play, if you are able to end up 500 in the league um, or maybe two games above 500, then you're going to have a really good chance to host a regional. And I think that's the next big step for Auburn baseball right now is they've been to the College World Series, they've been to regionals, been to Super Regionals, and this team under Butch – the next big step is to start hosting regionals. Um, and so we'll, we'll kind of see how it shakes out. Because I'll tell you right now, the league in general outside of Tennessee, it's it, there's a lot of parity. And any team can kind of sneak up on you, and, and anybody can beat anybody else. Um, and so you always have to be on guard. You always have to kind of be ready to grind out. You're not going to have one of these um, – you're not going to have anybody in the league that you can expect to win against. Um, you kind of look at what happened with Georgia and Kentucky this past weekend where Kentucky upset them and took that series. Um, the fact that Ole Miss got swept by Tennessee. Um, South Carolina, a team that the weekend earlier got swept by Tennessee, um, but then managed to take a series from Vanderbilt. So there's a lot of back and forth, and each one of these games that you win in the league is going to be so crucial and so important because it's. I was talking with somebody else. I mean, the parity this year I think is – um, a lot closer than I've ever seen in, in recent memory in the league. We're talking with Kevin Ives, uh, Plainsman parking lot, talking some Auburn baseball. Uh, Kevin, you mentioned that Tennessee team, uh, it, the latest uh, Baseball America uh, poll. They've, they're up to number one. Uh, we've heard a lot about their closer. Arkansas uh, up to four, but you know, you mentioned some of these other teams that are, that are falling off. I, I guess maybe uh, this schedule maybe doesn't seem as daunting as preseason when you looked at pretty much everybody in the West was ranked. I mean, is that legit seeing everybody kind of feasting on each other now? And that's it's what's going to happen, and that just kind of happens in league plays. They start to cannibalize with one another. Every now and then, um, you know, every other year, you may have a team that just starts to run away with it, like Vanderbilt did a couple weekends ago, and they just seem untouchable. Tennessee may be that team. Um, I've I've watched a lot of Tennessee games, and they are very tough to beat. They have extremely good pitching. They are extremely good hitting. They play to their park really well, um, and they but. I, my only concern with Tennessee, and not a knock on them, is that and it's just from watching SEC baseball for years, is that they're going to stumble at some point. Right. Um, you would, you, it kind of is just the nature of the game is you're going to have a bad series, and it's how you recover after that um, is kind of how you're going to end up. But yeah, and Auburn's going to go up uh, to Tennessee to play, and so that's going to be a tough series. But yeah, outside of that, I mean, you you got to look. It's been I think it was Saturday when I was looking and I was going between games. Um, you know, most of those games were tied or close in the ninth. Um, and so there's just a lot of 
everybody knows everybody, and they've played against everybody, and they even had a year where that's almost exclusively who they played was SEC teams. So you want to kind of – you're not going to be able to to hide anything from any of the other coaches, and they're all going to kind of know your weaknesses, know your strengths. All these coaches talk to one another. Um, And that's why where Auburn sits right now, um, the fact that they've yet to be swept and, you know, they got a series win – um, I, that's why they're they're kind of looking good because you don't want to be in a situation this early where you're trying to dig out of a massive hole. Auburn ran into that last year and couldn't really recover from it. Alabama is kind of that situation now. They won their first SEC game yesterday, uh, but they're sitting at the bottom of the league and they've already got two series down, and it's just going to get harder and harder as the as the season progresses. So, yeah, it's definitely a, a grind to say the least. All right, Kevin. Well. Uh... You, you mentioned that you weren't able to watch a lot of the uh, the Friday night Auburn game. I know where you were at. I, I was there Saturday. So, uh, Savannah Bananas, uh, what's your take on the banana ball? It was fun. Um, and a friend of ours, uh, a friend of me and my wife kind of set that up, and she had been wanting to get tickets. So, the Savannah Bananas are a college summer league team based in Savannah. Right. But they had taken their team – and they basically made this road show of it when they're not in that sort of summer league, and they call it banana ball, and it's just good, goofy fun, and that's why, <laughs> like they they have skits and stuff, and it's it's very similar to kind of the Harlem Globetrotters playing the Washington Generals, um, you know, it's it's the Savannah Bananas versus the Party Animals, the team that they're playing, and they've just got fun stuff, and it's really like family friendly, and like there's a lot of crowd interaction. Um, and it was just kind of neat to see. It was just kind of a an experience, and I expected kind of to go watch the game and then also kind of be looking at my phone the entire time to look at the Auburn game, but I couldn't because it was yeah. so entertaining. Yeah. Something going on. Watching all the – there was there, it was nonstop. There was always between innings something going on. The only thing that kind of confused me with the banana ball is how they explained the rules of banana ball. They didn't explain what the little splits was. Um, where everybody has to touch the ball. That's the only rule they didn't really go over. Right. So we were kind of confused. But as I was telling my wife and telling my friends, like we weren't really going there to watch kind of a competitive game. Oh, right. Like you want to laugh, you want to have fun, and there's a lot of dancing. And they had a the world's tallest first baseman. They had a guy come out and oh, still, um, basically for for that game, and um, it was just fun, and it was kind of a, a neat thing to see. And um, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So next time they come around. Um, and they started doing this banana ball world, world tour. It's really just been for around the southeast. They've kind of done it. Right. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out again. So, so in my game Saturday, uh, the uh, bananas walked off the seventh inning with a fan catching the third out. So, uh, Bar- <laughs> Barstool, Barstool Sports has been not necessarily pushing, but saying, "Hey, is this something that other baseball leagues could adopt?" Where if a fan catches a foul ball, it counts as out. <laughs> so that was one of the rules that they mentioned banana ball, that if a foul ball is hit and a fan catches it, it is an out. Right. Um, and in the, in the Friday game that I went to, the bananas were up and hit a foul ball and a fan caught it, which oh. has been an out for the Savannah Bananas. Oh. And that person got booed mercilessly. Wow. Um, and like you could see, because I think it was kind of unexpected for the – uh, the party animal team like that that's never happened before on their end right um and so they were cheered and going a little crazy so yeah it was just fun and it, they've got like a band 
like oh. a little marching band that kind of plays and stuff too. And so, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And it's, it's definitely something to kind of take the, take the family to a road just to go and enjoy um, and just have a good time and laugh at. So, yeah, it was great. He's Plainsman Parking Lot at AUPPL on Twitter. Kevin Ives, we appreciate the time as always. Thanks, guys.